Media at SAFM, Sundays, 8 to 10 a.m. Your free on-air consultation on marketing, advertising, media and brand communication matters. All right, don't forget those adverts and, and your thoughts in terms of adverts that play up humanity and those that are stereotypical and just so unacceptable. Uh, that's for just now. Oyanda Mbuli is with me right now. Good chatting to you. Hi. And she's taking pictures. This is the way the world works. So she's taking pictures of herself. She's not talking to me. Uh, maybe it's a video as well. Maybe. Do you mind including me? Like just a little I bit. I did. It's okay, a well, selfie. I it's for Twitter. Come on. It, it, it's a good way to start because it does tell you how, how the media business has changed, isn't it? Yeah. When I started out, it wasn't this hectic. And this time around, I have to adjust to the times. But I'm enjoying it. Are you enjoying it? Well, let, let's talk. Let's get to where we are right now. We'll talk about some things about how you've started. But uh, your your TV show, it's, it's called What and What's It About? It's called Uyanda. It's on. It's about me, my life. Um, a couple of years ago, I took a sabbatical from the South African media space. And I traveled the world with my friends in different cities. And one day it hit me that every South African child, knowing my background, that I wasn't born privileged. If I could live this lifestyle, then any other child who has ambition, who has a dream, can live like that too. So they needed to see the world through my eyes because I'm connecting with people that I've built relationships with over the years. Some of them are Russian. Sometimes I even need a translator to speak to some of these people. And I just wanted every South African child in South Africa to know that the world is so small. It looks so big, but if your dream takes you to New York, you can live there. And that's what my show is really about. It's to engage different people in South Africa to know that making it in this country is just but a small dot. The whole world should be what we aim for. And, and I hope I'm and, encouraging and, people. And we can make it. Yeah, we can. Yeah. All right. How? So, so what does the show actually then do? SABC 3, let me get it right. What time? SABC 3, Wednesdays, 9 o'clock. The repeat is on Thursdays at 12.30. Okay, so 9, 9 p.m., right? Yes. Just, just making sure. So what does the show cover? So it's focused on you, right? Yes. What, what does it actually cover? Well, I'm on the road, so I'm on a journey to turn myself into a global citizen, mm. and I move from different cities in the pursuit of this big dream. So it starts very small, like, you know, in my view, just me introducing this virus people that later on in my storyline, you'll get to understand how it all connects. You know, I'm a fashion lover. I So you see me evolve in a global stage. Uh, with my friends helping me on this journey. I go to different cities. I obviously expose South Africans who haven't been to those places to begin to broaden their minds. I really believe that when your mind is stretched to a new level, there's no way it can shrink back to what you didn't know before. So in my own pursuit of living my life and pursuing my dreams, turning myself into a global citizen and making my name significant in other countries, I am taking South Africa on that journey. So every milestone that I achieve, I'll achieve it on the show. And of course, every milestone that I fail to achieve, it will be on the show as well. So they will get to experience my joys, my tears, it's that's very slow, and you know, um, you don't see much <laughs> yeah. in the beginning yeah. because yeah. it's a whole long journey. So, so we're on week what now? About 
It's about a month now. Now right? we're or going to months. week eight. Well, yeah, there you are. Two months it's already. Two months. Incredible, yeah. And it's 26 episodes. So, so, so th- let's talk about the production side of it. W- when you were on these, on your trips and your sabbatical, and you decided, I want to do a story about me, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, very few people do stories completely about them, right? You know that. <laughs> uh, yes. it, it does suggest a whole lot of different things, and, I, and I'm, I'm not suggesting I, I know what it is. <laughs> I'm but, willing but, to engage but, on but, that. But, but, but what did you feel about that? You must have asked your que- that question to yourself to say, is this like a self-indulgence? But but is there a self-indulgence with a purpose, right? Look, what 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 played off in your mind? I think, well, you're old enough to remember that when I took the sabbatical, I was well misrepresented in this country. Mm, mm, mm. The person I read about and the person I was, or the person that my family and those who were closest to me knew, were two different people. Absolutely. And unfortunately, mm. in the media space, you have somebody who doesn't know you, who is the power of the pen working for a publication that has the power to print and misinform people about you. So why I call it Uyanda It's On, it's because it's the first time I show people who Uyanda Mbuli is. You know, the Uyanda Mbuli that people have read about is not the Uyanda Mbuli I approved for people to know because that wasn't me. You know, the interpretation of What the next person thinks of me is entirely that person's responsibility. It cannot be pinned on my name. So part of it, of this project, was for me to clean up my name and present myself the way I know I am. And I'm not saying I'm presenting Mm -hmm. myself so that more people like me. Even if you don't like me, it's okay, I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. that, honey. Mm -hmm. But dislike the real Uyanda. Don't dislike the Uyanda that you read about. But why is it so important then to... To present yourself in the way that, that you feel you want to. Why do you feel to, well, you want to correct the, the misrepresentations? Why, why would you just not like, come on, I don't even need to do that. I, I have bigger, more important things to do. This is part of my bigger picture. Remember, television, reality television is a business. It's a stream of income that I've created for myself. And I have been put in a position where I'm able to do that. And I'm grateful for that. We live in a society where we need multiple streams of income. You need to look at your life and look at your lifestyle. Reality television is a given for me based on my lifestyle and based on what I've experienced. So it was one stream of income that I had to look at. Well, there would be other streams of income that comes through this. This for me is a business, and that's why I invested in it. It's not just me going out there and saying, oh, I'm going to be shallow, and I want everybody Mm, to see mm, how shallow I can get. I mean, people have always thought I was shallow. Hello. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. You know, people have thought that for years. If I was was Patrice Motsepe, who then said, I want to build a football club, to be amongst the very best. He, he looked at the examples of the Barcelonas, Real Madrid's, and the Man United at that time, right? Of course. Um, if you're talking about a reality show and a stream of income and whether people do things that are right or wrong, but you know it captures interest, the, the Kim Kardashian example is, is the obvious model, isn't it? Yes, You, you must have looked at that. And, and what did you see that worked for them that got so many people around the globe to get hooked onto this family and their insights? And but from, your point, from their point of view, they're making money out of it. Look, the history of um, personalities, reality television, for me, I will pin it first on Paris Hilton. She was the main Mm -hmm. trendsetter. And you would remember that Kim Kardashian was her sidekick. But Kim Kardashian had a mother who was smart enough to understand that, Kim, I'm going to use your sex tape to build our whole family. 
So you have a diverse group of girls that come with different storylines. And if you watch the Kardashians, you'll know sometimes it focuses on Kim. Kim might get tired and then she steps back. Then it calls me, you know, it's a whole family. And I think what the Ranakas are doing is more on that side of the business, right? Mine is different because I'm an individual and I'm introducing different people on my show. Some of them they know, like Xenia Daly, she's mm, a supermodel. Mm, mm, she's on Justin Bieber's What Do You Mean video. People know her. She's on the cover of many fabulous and fashion magazines all around the globe, in France, in the UK, in the US. You know, but you get to see her on a different side on my show. You see her legs. She's not all made up. She doesn't even have makeup on her face. And half the time, I don't even have makeup. So I'm not trying to sell perfection on my show to say this is what the perfect life looks like. I'm taking people on a journey to say, here is a girl with a dream who comes from Ganyamazane, a normal girl next door, mm, mm, just mm. like you, just like your neighbor, just like your sister. But she's going on this big dream journey. Will I make it? That's what people need to well, go. Well, we expect you've yeah. made it because you've recorded the stuff already. Well. You seem to be absolutely fine. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you wish to connect on air, that's always welcome. You know that, right? 891 if you wish to call in. Otherwise, you can simply listen to us have this conversation. And if you wish to tweet uh, that what you're hearing, quote, tweet, add your own, in, uh, your own thoughts about Oyanda and Bully. And that's your thoughts, as has been expressed earlier on. Or even the show, Oyanda, it's on. Feel free to tweet. Hashtag media show. And then tweet to me, Ashraf Ghanda, as well. You can also tweet to Oyanda. You'll certainly pick up on uh, Twitter as well. Okay, so so the show, eight weeks in, how has it been received? I remember I had an interview with Afternoon Express mm. and Bonnie Hannah asked me, or Bonnie Mbuli asked me that, um, what do I think South Africans will say about the show? How will they receive it? Do I think they're going to overwhelmingly love it? And I said, I expect 50% to love it and the other 50% to hate it, but I expect them to engage. I think the people that I would worry about are those who are indifferent, who are not moved, who are neither moved, mm-hmm. neither, you know. Those who hate, they're equally engaging. I appreciate that. Those who love, they are engaging. I appreciate that. So for me, reality television is the one show where you get in and you have an opinion about it. You want to hate it. You want to comment. You want to love it. You want to root for somebody. You want, you know. It's, what, what are the it's numbers there? Do, do 50% like it and 50% hate it? And, and, or look, is there a big I, amount in between that are indifferent? Look, I think um, from the engagement that I receive, I have more positive and I appreciate that. You know, when the show started, there were mixed reviews. So we're sitting on a 50-50 and we've grown from 50 to about 65 now. But the other ones, they're also engaging. So, so, I'm so unlike political parties, Oyana and Bully showing real growth. They've got about 50%. You're in power. That's just the way it works. <laughs> so that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, how? Let's go back then to, to the business of once you decided you're going to do it. And, and, and I like the fact you made the point. I mean, looking at strictly as a business, so it's not a... Uh, a, a fantasy, right? No. Um, what then did you do? You, you, who, who produced your show? You know, in terms of production, how did you get about doing it? Because you obviously were abroad and you filmed all over there. What, what happened? I, I'm the executive producer of the show, so I've got 100% rights to the show. I actually mm. own it, so I paid for it. So in different cities, initially when I started, I involved different. Um, you know, crews that would record and give me the footage and I would take it. And then eventually when I came back to South Africa and I decided, okay, I'm going to do a fully fledged reality show now. 
I then engaged local um, technical team and I brought them under my wing to work with them. And I've got an amazing producer. His name is Abi Khafela, who has done a number of productions. He's young. My whole team is young people, young black people. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud to say that. And, you know, we're growing. You know, every step of the way, um, for us, it's a learning curve. And I'm not scared to, you know, hit hurdles and see challenges and step on those challenges. It's a growth path for me, this whole um, thing. I've never been executive producer of a well, show. Well, you certainly have. But you've had an, you've had an influence in, in broadcasting from of the course. business side, which we'll get to just now. Of course. So you say you own the show. So is this show advertiser-funded then? With the SABC at the moment, if you own the show, uh, either they get the advertising revenue or you, depending on how the model works. Well, how does it work with you? Um, it's a new model because... Many people don't do it that way. So I own the show. I've paid for the production of the show. I'm licensing it only to the SABC for a certain period. Then I move it from the SABC to other platforms. You know, I've received offers from like Cloud TV in the UAE, in Tanzania. I've got another one from the US. So it's, it's a growth path for me. And I looked at it as a business model that if I own the show, I can put it on any platform. And I haven't even put it on online yet because I'm still in negotiation with an online platform. So it's, I would like every producer to look at their work that way. If people understood that, you know, we can create employment and government can only give us these policies where we must tap into. So if, if you pitch a show to SABC and SABC says no, then you just retreat and you decide, oh, I'll never make it in life. Mm, no, mm, honey, mm, mm. stop that. Take a different approach. And we need to build people that own their products. A lot of people have their names out there. They have TV shows named after them. They don't own them. They are owned by the broadcaster mm, or a mm. producer who gave them an opportunity. So and yours that's is you've got, you got a double win. You, then the show's named after you, so it enhances your reputation and, and your brand. Yes. But you also, you actually do own the show. I so own you don't get a show. percentage of, yeah, here's some money for allowing us to, for allowing you to work for us. You actually own own everything, but but in terms of revenue that emerges from the from the advertising around it, is that an SABC thing for now? Yeah, because SABC has got to pay for the licensing, and they would recover their money via the advertising, you know. But it's easier for the SABC now with the financial challenges they have to take more shows like mine. And I'm encouraging young people. I mean, I'm um, there's a there's a group of young people that. Uh, started a movement called Open Up the Industry, and they want me to talk to them. They want me to address them. And I'm saying to them that the direction they should be taking is that if SABC has, let's say, 10 million, Mm. how do they split it to bring in young producers? Because when you look at Nollywood, Nollywood is big because they allow smaller budget productions to be seen on TV, Mm -hmm. to be broadcast. In South Africa, it's like, if you don't have a 10 million budget, then don't go on TV. No, we need to change our approach. I went to Tanzania and what I learned in Tanzania is that Tanzanian filmmakers, they make their small films and they sell them on the streets. They don't even make it on TV. And from the streets, they make multi-million so, so revenue. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah but what I'm mm. saying is that South Africa needs to rearrange itself so that you allow the smaller producers to grow. And you can only make them grow by allowing smaller budgets 
to make productions that you can support. And South Africans need to be supportive of their own productions. We come from a country where people are negative. When Uyanda is doing something, people are willing to stand up and say, no, 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 I don't like it. I think something, ah, something is wrong. Ah. <laughs> but you, you know? don't care, do you? No, I don't. But I'm mm. saying we need the younger people to be encouraged to grow because I'm taking a different direction to inspire them so they can do the same thing. Maybe will, not. Will your show, I mean, the, the, the business side will inspire. It's inspired me. I'm listening to you say, I need to have coffee with Uyanda and see whether I can create something out of my name. But that's another debate. But but will the will the actions on the show, that means the, the, the visuals, will that inspire South Africans? Look, I don't think I'm a controversial personality who's going to take off her shoes and uh, hit somebody, spill wine on somebody. Mm. No, my show doesn't have that kind of drama. You know, I'm sure it is dramatic to some people, but it's it's a whole different ball game. And this is me representing myself. No one is telling me now you must sound bad. Now you must do this because it's going to build audiences. I drive everything that's happening on the show. So if it's on that show, I definitely approve it and I'm comfortable with it. And I'm not trying to make like I said in the beginning. This is not a show that is telling people that my life is perfect. My life has always been far from perfect. And I'm also taking this journey to rebuild myself. Because at some point, I hit it down right to the floor. Mm -hmm. You know, and I had to find my way up. And I believe that there are people that wrote me off. I mean, the media always says I was down and out. And there were so many stories. So I'm saying... If I could move from being down and out according to their view mm -hmm. to what I'm doing now, surely young people that are facing their own struggles in life should know that no one can write you off. It can, it can do that as well. Tell, tell yeah. me about your story, you know, in terms of, because you used to be at the SABC before, right? What, what is your original, I mean, how did you get into the business of media? Actually, when I joined the SABC, I was already a director at the Department of Housing. In mm Gauteng, -hmm. I was working for Nomfula Mokonyana, who was my MEC for housing at the time. And um, I joined SABC One as one of the executives of the channel. I was looking after publicity on air and, um, uh, you know, media relations, marketing events. And I grew from that. I got such an amazing experience. I came from a publicity communications strategic marketing background. So coming to the SABC and dealing with the, you know, uh, broadcasting environment was just different. During that time, we had your contingency announcers, yes, contingency presenters. Mm -hmm. So we created a lot of platforms for different young talent to be seen on TV. And also I was launching new TV platforms like, you know, City uh, Sesla, there was a TV show, which was a, a comedy show that we launched. There were so many things. We're evolving with the channel. We're moving it from the positioning of Yamambela to Mzansi for sure. So you, know. so you were involved in all of that? Yes. And TV shows like Live, we're making them to evolve. So we dealt with a lot of talent and opening up the industry for different people, you know, to be seen on TV, to pursue their broadcasting talents. And I'm glad I did that. That was around 2005. And when I left SABC, I, uh, I went to economic development. I sat on the board of Houghton Film Commission. Mm, I sat oh, yes, on the of board course. of Tara Hospital. I grew up to a point of being a DDG. But people don't know that about me. You know, sometimes people get um, caught up in the side where they see me on the red carpet and they think that's Isn't that because that's what you allow them to see? If, if you push up the celebrity part, which is fine, then that's what they will see. But if you push up some of your other achievements, then that's what they will see. 
I think I've never, even when you look at my show, it's not all about me, 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 me. You see other people and people have asked me, why isn't Uyanda letting us in fully into herself? I've always been a person that wants to empower other people. And truly I am humbled because I don't think people um, would celebrate me without offering themselves supporting me and I appreciate that so I've never really gone out to say yeah you will respect me for this or that I just live my life and I I truly believe I'm blessed that God has allowed me to live that path so those who focus on my style and the red carpet and if that's what they want to see that's okay because I'm honestly very very comfortable with who I am and I've always known that my vision and my dream will take me where I am now and where I'm going so no one can destabilize that everybody's because we need to Watch Oyanda on 3, SABC 3, 9 p.m. on a Wednesday repeats, uh, what, 11 a.m.? No, it's 12.30 on Thursday. Sorry, 12.30 on the Thursday, the, the very next day, right. What What about, what do you value your brand at now? Look, I think I'm not going to put on a material perspective, but I have a responsibility to build the people that are discouraged, the people that think they're not worth it, the people that think they're not deserving to know that they are deserving. Remember, no one called me to do a reality show. Mm -hmm. I created it myself and I came back and I said, boom, I'm here. You know, and people are never ready for that because people think you need to be invited. You need to be approved. You need to, someone needs to say you're good enough. So nobody said I was good enough, but I knew I was good enough. You need to kick the door down yourself. Yeah, I did. You know, and I grabbed the opportunity. So if I can make every young person out there, or even if you're old, and you think, you know what, now you're, you're at the verge of giving up and you realize, actually, no, I'm worth it. If I can do that for South Africa, that is where I touch value to more than anything. Because my journey is not just about South Africa. I started the show here in South Africa, but I had a, another opportunity in another uh, platform that would have, it's, it's, it's a DSTV platform, but I chose the SABC so more people could have access mm, to the show. Mm, mm. Then when I moved to Tanzania and I moved to Ghana and Nigeria, I want to have done my part in my country. Just a quick one. You, you, you've been involved in, uh, you mentioned WDG. You've been involved in the housing department uh, under Nomvula. Uh, you've been at the SABC. You've got your own reality show. You've got a public profile. Do I suggest, if you follow the example of many other people, that uh, the president of South Africa could be on your agenda maybe 10 years, 15 years from now? <laughs> Look, because all those things can come together and then suddenly you you have recogni brand recognition is very important. Not the only thing, but in leadership. Whatever Look, your vision is, if you don't have brand recognition, you can't deliver on that. Look, leadership is important. No matter how small the role you play, even if you are just a teacher, you're teaching people that could end up being the most important people or important leaders in this country. So I understand and acknowledge my position of leadership in the scope that I am. Uh, when I get older and maybe I'm called to lead in a specific position, I'll just have to evaluate and, and see what I can do to build my own country. I would always give back. Um, we'll just have to cross that bridge when we come to well, it. Well, somebody no. who's committed to building what I call a, a champion <laughs> South Africa, I certainly hope uh, that would be the case. Maybe just one or two other things before I let you go. Just uh, things about you in the, in the media industry or media marketing industry that, that we don't know that you want to share with us. Look, there's so many things that I've done. I started a couple of years ago at Likwala Gwala FM mm. after I was crowned Miss Pumalanga and I was on radio. So I've always been um, involved in media space in different ways and different platforms. And my biggest dream is to 
inspire more people to be involved in a space of ownership. I've actually been invited by the University of Beckingham in the UK to speak about this. How do you tap into film in motion and television on your own, owning your own product? And that's something that's universally unknown. And I hope that I'm going to teach more people to get involved in that space. But more importantly, encourage our government and SABC to allow smaller productions, maybe have an open window on TV, to say every Saturday between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. we're going to show small productions. And you allow small productions to grow because once they have that experience, then they move to Better and better. Mm. And it's interesting. Better. In sport, we say to watch your development program. You yeah. probably need to apply to everything else. Uh, your time's up for now. So thank you so much for your time, Oyanda Mbuli. Uh, feel free, however, to tweet all the things you've said and a whole lot more. If you tweet that just now, hashtag media show, I will gladly share that. Thank you so much. All right. Much. And we wish you well. A very interesting, maybe different perspective on, on the Uyanda Mbuli that, that you may know, especially when you hear about uh, Uyanda Mbuli. It's on. What does that really mean? I think there's a different perspective here. If you learn something, that's absolutely great.